talking about today becky sex that's well, what, cool what specifically <laughs> well to start off virginity did you know that girls lose their virginity at an average age of 17.4 whereas boys lose their virginity at the age of 16.9 but don't worry div as you haven't lost it yet um but what constitutes losing your virginity it depends on the person and what you consider because obviously homosexuals do not have any penetration in it depends on the homosexual <laughs> so what you're telling me is virginity is a social construct and so people should have an open mind to what it means so you're telling me i'm not a virgin <laughs> have you well no it's a social construct so we can make our I own did definition. experience penetration. <laughs> yes, so that being said, virginity is viewed sociologically under the symbolic interactionism theory, which is the view of social behavior that emphasizes linguistic or gestural communication and its subjective understanding. So the way you consider losing your virginity is individual to what you think. Wow, that's crazy. Well, go Lily, you were going to say something. So let's talk about sex ed, or the lack thereof. In today's society, teens are only educated maybe twice in their middle school slash high school careers, and that has become a problem because although teenage pregnancy rates aren't that high, unsafe sex is still practiced very commonly. Yeah, what? and I think when the these kids are given sex ed, they're so young that this the information doesn't really apply to them, so they're not interested or they're they're just not really listening for them to remember this information when the time comes. All right, hold up, hold up. What's unsafe sex? So if I do it like off the side of a bridge, is that technically unsafe? Like, give me like info. Okay, so. To talk about safe sex, it would basically mean using condoms and or birth control to prevent the contraction of STDs and pregnancy. I think that sex ed should be given at least once a year for every student. Do you guys agree? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and birth control isn't only used for the protection against pregnancies a lot of girls use it to control their acne and periods it also helps with life-threatening diseases that some women have and it should also be normalized because without birth control then we would have a lot more um un like unsupervised abortions hey guys what do you guys think of the new california bill that was passed about sex ed what did it say well, it was a very big manual, and it was very descriptive, and it had a lot of pictures in it. Some topics that they discussed were lubrication, the male and female anatomy, and some STDs you can contract. Hey, Lily, so I'm looking over this manual right now. Is it teaching us how to make dildos? 
That's the thing many parents didn't agree about, actually. They included pictures of carrots, cucumbers, and... Bananas? Bananas. Oh, my God. Did they? As an alternative to dildos. That's so gross. Yeah, I think that's a little... Yeah. That's... Yeah. So, many parents didn't agree with this, but if you also don't agree with it, talk to your governor. Okay, even though the bill was controversial, it's enforcing schools to teach their students about sex ed every year. I have a question. Go when ahead. Is, when is it okay to have sex? Well, as long as you're safe. Um, and the answer always depends. I would say it's okay. I think it's when you feel that you're confident enough. And you're mature when you're doing it. And you're... And don't forget that both participants, or more than both participants, have to say yes. No means no, kids. <laughs> but didn't those yell kids say no means yes? No one said that. No, yo, I swear. Okay, pause. What are you talking about? Look it up. No means yes. Yes means no. No means yes. Yes means no. No means yes. Hey, what about consent? What about consent? Well, a while ago, yell kids were yelling no means yes, and um, yes means anal. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you think is consent? Consent is the verbal um, communication between the two participants, and so it has to require Y-E-S. They have to say yes, because without it, then that's not sex. Sometimes, though, don't you have to be a bit forceful because you guys both know you want it. No. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> if I want it, then I would verbalize the agreement in wanting to engage in that activity. Wow, that makes sense. Many people argue that consent should be taught from parents. And, yes, they should play a big role. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. And I actually witnessed a lot of parents avoiding the topic of sex actually wow do you think do you think this creates rapists well i mean how easy it is to have the talk though i mean think about it a 12 year old kid 38 year old dad talking about how he had intercourse with the kid's mom i mean wouldn't you be uncomfortable <laughs> but it's necessary without it how else are we supposed to learn about sex and maybe they can the parent can deem it not deem the child not ready for the sex talk at the age of 12 maybe they can wait until 14 or when they notice that their child is starting to have some kind of sex enlightenment now also parents need to realize that sex is unavoidable kids are gonna have sex just they're curious and so it's better to have safe sex and to have uninformed dirty sex in situations where consent is not given this view of sex is related to conflict theory which claims society is in a state of perpetual conflict because of competition talking about conflict theory and consent what i want to get into now is rape and to make it clear rape is not sex rape is violence and so um 90 of adult rape victims are women which is very important but guys can get raped too right Yes, yes, that is very true. According to statistics, 10% of adult male <laughs> rape victims are male. But what's very important with a t conversation about rape culture is that rape is 
Okay, if men cared about other men being raped, they would want to cause an end to rape culture instead of bringing down female rape victims because in that case, then if there's no rape culture, then no one's raped, so men are safe too. But the argument of saying men get raped too sort of takes away from the sufferings that women have had to deal with due to the, their over-sexualization. But yes, it's important to see how both sides um, are very important to deal with, but talking about rapists, we need to recognize that this is a part of social socialization and how they see it as a form of conquest and power. I personally see rape as a social dysfunction and both male and female victims deserve to have some sort of justice or at least um, some sort of um, con like retribution for what has happened to them because it is about 70% of rape victims suffer PTSD, which obviously shows how terrible it is. But also, um, rape is sometimes seen as a thing for uh, a seen as a power and conquest issue. So what we learned in sociology was that pe people, especially serial killers who rape, do this to feel powerful over their victims. Hey. You know, no one can love you more than you love yourself. And that's why I'm going to talk about masturbation. <laughs> masturbation is um, the act of pleasuring yourself. Um, it happens, both men and women can do it. Um, masturbation can be used for many things. It could help you figure out what you like sexually. Where do you want to be touched? How much pleasure feels good? How fast or slow? Masturbation is a tool to improve your life and become... A better sex expert, um, like us, like like us, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> the structural functionalism reason. Structural functionalism is the, um, in layman's terms, it's the basic reason why we do anything. Why why do we eat to get nourishment? Um, so the structural functionalism reason to masturbate is including but not limited to releasing sexual tension, reducing stress, helping you sleep better, improve your self-esteem and body image, help treat sexual problems, so if you got erectile dysfunction, you know, relieve menstrual cramps and muscle tension, and strengthen muscle tone in your pelvic and anal areas. So yeah, that's masturbation. What do you guys think? Do you think... I think people should do it more than... I think people should do it all the time. <laughs> and actually, society... Uh, adds these negative connotations to masturbation but according to the Planned Parenthood website masturbation isn't bad at all it's even okay to masturbate in a relationship because it shows that your partner that you're willing to find out what you like so that your partner and you can both be in an enjoying relationship sexually sex and pop culture how often do you guys see sex in like advertisement movies music videos oh so often I think everything's corrupted I mean porn <laughs> is incorporated into everything I think porn is a really, is a pretty unrealistic depiction of sex. Yeah. And do you think that influences your own expectations, your own perceptions of what sex should look like? I think I would agree with Angeles because a lot of guys have this crazy standard for sex and they expect so much out of women. And it's not only guys, I guess, women do fall into this category, but stereotypically it is the males. Mm -hmm. I guess our problem is sex has been so idolized in our culture that it's just, it's not an action for peop two people who are in love, but it's merely an action for fame, pleasure, and just a whole bunch of other different concepts.
So we were talking about how porn makes women self-conscious. It gives us expectations that maybe are kind of impossible for our own bodies to meet naturally. All women are beautiful. Oh, so cute. (laughs) Hi, um, I'm Div with the health professional. I'm here to ask a few questions. Um, One of my questions is, what, what is the best type of sex education? Um, I personally feel that um, sex education that is based on, on factual information and disease prevention and early pregnancy prevention um, is the best type of education because abstinence, abstinence-based education has shown not to be effective in teenage years. Yes, thank you. Uh, Is masturbation healthy and should it be normalized? I do think it should be normalized because there's nothing wrong with um, someone understanding the way their own body works before they allow someone else to touch their own, touch their body or be involved in any sort of sexual activity. It is much safer and um, you can understand yourself better than if you allow someone else to give you views on how you should understand yourself. And um, my final question is, what counts as um, sexually active for a doctor? Because doctors always ask, are you sexually active? What does that exactly mean? Any sexual activity, regardless of whether it's it's oral, vaginal, or any otherwise, if you are engaging in uh, physical activity with another person that is that can possibly spread disease or, or involve any sort of bodily fluids, those are all considered sexual activity. So whether it be oral or otherwise, it is sexual activity. All right, thank you. Now for our last segment, we're going to end with some jokes. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. What's the difference between a tire and 365 used condoms? I don't know. What? One's a good year. The other's a great year. (laughs) What does the sign on an out-of-business brothel say? What? I don't don't know. know. What is it? Beat it. We're closed. What? What's the difference between anal and oral sex? I don't know. What is it? Oral sex makes your day. Anal sex makes your whole week. (laughs) Okay, folks, that's it for today. Thank you for tuning in with 60 Seconds with the Sexperts. Bye. Have fun. Bye. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex.